Live with love, lay bare. It's not about this is my issue. It's kind of like getting down to the 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 root. The concept of love laid bare is about love. It's a platform that's kind of helping people. Real life. Hi and welcome to another episode of Love Laid Bear. I am of course your host Dion and today I am joined by a very good friend of mine and her name is Alex. Hello. How are you? Very good, very good. Good. So Alex, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, as Dion has said, we are friends and um, experience wise I have Um, a legal background, 16 years in immigration law. At the moment, I've taken some time out, family time, and also to do, I'm studying a law degree at the moment. Fantastic. So, um, just to give you a bit of background um, into um, Alex and I's relationship, our daughters, I would say, are probably best friends. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They get on very well. Yeah, they get on very well. So, um, (laughs) My daughter's two and your daughter's going to be three? Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, so that's how we kind of connected. We've um, shared many a conversation, especially about our girls and, um, you know, growing up in the same area. I think kind of going through similar things. Play dates. Play dates. Lots (laughs) and lots of play dates we've had. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so she's been a wonderful addition into the village, actually. Um, so today we wanna we we were discussing um, off air a few days ago. We were talking about um, you know the importance of raising our daughters to be confident um, and you know having a high level self esteem mm. despite you know all the other kind of I guess trappings of media and social media. Um, you know, children, especially, you know, these days are very uh, advanced with their use of technology and stuff like that. So, you know, again, even off air, I mean, we were supposed to record like three hours ago, Um, but we've literally just started now because we've just got so much to talk about because we have so much in common, especially when it comes to the children. Um, But there's uh, just just to kind of kick this conversation off, we realised that both of our daughters <laughs> had a love of this nursery rhyme that went along the lines of... Um, <laughs> um, oh, how does it go again? <clears throat> something, something... Ice so blue. Ice... What was it? Cozy and fair. <laughs> rosy cheeks, blonde hair. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, um, ro- rosy cheeks, dimpled chin. chin. That's it. Yeah. We should have listened to it. Yeah, we should have listened to it. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to but find it out. One, and there's the other one that Thea was singing, which was um, so cozy and fair. And it's and it, and and basically, the, the point is what you're what you're making is that it is um, beautifying white features. Exactly. That's the point, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. No black features. And there aren't... I haven't heard any nursery rhymes. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. That does beautify or show that black features are lovely too. Have you heard any? No. I can't think of any... Positive. Positive. I mean, the only the only 
can't, it's not even a nursery rhyme, but um, the only song I can think of is, you know, that brown girl in the ring? Yeah. But have you heard that on YouTube? No, I've not. <laughs> so, no, me neither. Yeah, no. so, so yeah, the, the conversation today is going to be centred... We're going to touch on colorism. We're going to talk. We're going to touch on hair, um, and you know, just talk about how we as parents are planning to kind of go forward in terms of um, what we expose our children to, um, and especially the girls. Yeah. So let's start with colorism. Yes. So. What is when when would you? Because I think we did speak about this before, so, didn't we? Yeah. So, what is your what was your first experience with colorism? When did you realize it existed? <clears throat> well, colorism is a, a branch of racism, really. Um, racism, I've known. I would say my eyes were open to that. Eighties Britain, going to primary school, only black child in my my class. Colorism, I would say more so when I went to high school, because colorism only for me, it, it, I've never experienced it within my family, but um, only sort of came into it when I had more black friends, some of which were much fairer than okay. myself. So I would say when I went to high school, that's when it, my, my eyes were first open to it. And you see a lot of boys talking about light skin ting. And mm. a lot of the, the fairer skinned girls thinking that, you know, they're better than you. And you hear little derogatory comments coming out about hair type or skin colour. So that's, I, I didn't even know it was called colourism. I wouldn't yeah, say. Yeah, back then. Mm-hmm. Back then, <clears throat> I didn't know it was called colourism. I just was aware that there was an unfairness or um, a bias in the way that darker skinned people were treated versus lighter skinned people and that's where I became aware of it um, since then <clears throat> I've, I've followed a few people on Twitter I have um, grown my social network and I'm much more aware of colorism on a different scale mm-hmm. now yeah so we're talking 20 years on to when 25 years on <laughs> to when I was in high school but yeah um, but high school to answer your question was when I first became aware of it I think I first became aware of colorism way younger than that. I think um, I must have been less than seven. And I think we spoke about this before. And I said, um, I remember there was a man on TV. I can't remember who it was. And I, and I think I said something like, oh, that's my husband or my boyfriend. And I remember my mum and my brother. I know they're going to deny this. But they they started to make fun of me because the guy was really really dark, mm. and I think and 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 I was embarrassed. I think as you know, as a six year old or whatever, thinking oh you know, oh, this is bad. But then, you know, for me, probably you know I'm looking around. My dad wasn't fair skinned. I mean, he wasn't dark, particularly dark skinned either. But he wasn't fair mm. like my mum, mm. um, and you know, in my family, I had literally a wide range of the spectrum so my you know my 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 paternal grandmother was very dark yeah and it kind of went from that scale all the way up to mixed race so for me at that stage there was never an issue because I saw everything and as far as I was concerned they were family so for me I didn't really make a difference where so I, I think when that happened 
it did make me kind of think, okay, well, this obviously, this whole dark skin thing can't be that good. But to be honest, I think I, as much as I say that, did I really take that much notice? No, because my husband is dark skin. So I don't think it really affected me that much. What do you think though didn't make you take that much notice? Were there other influences other than your mum? I mean, okay, she laughed at the guy that you said you were gonna marry and stuff, but overall, was she quite accepting of dark skinned people? Was she you know, or was it this a constant thing going on in your life? I, okay, so if I think back to school times, for example, I remember there was always, so I grew up as the only black girl in my year from infant school mm. all the way up to junior school. The 80s Britain. Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I had black boys in my year, um, but they all tended to be... I think there's like maybe one or two Caribbean boys, one of which left, um, and then another one left, and then so they, I think they were all kind of they were they were African in descent, so they were Nigerian or Ghanaian, and um, I think the colorism mm-hmm. probably wasn't so much of an issue as the kind of culture side was, because you remember back then it was the African. J- Jamaican or Caribbean type of thing yeah. so I think being African almost became synonymous with being dark didn't Absolutely. it right yeah. um, but again my husband's Ghanaian so <laughs> clearly long time it didn't make that much of a difference to me um, clearly at all that's interesting though, mm. like why that didn't make a difference to you but yeah. what your parents thinking and what they portrayed what was portrayed to you by your mum sort of doing that and your brother doing that, why you didn't take any notice of it. Yes. Because a lot of children do. Yeah. And the thing is, don't get me wrong, I think growing growing up, um, you know, kind of getting into your teenage years, mm. I think... I, re- I remember there being the whole... Um, the in thing was like a light-skinned boy with green eyes. Absolutely. You know, from like kid and play. Yes, do you remember kid and yes, play? Yes, of course. <laughs> House play. Oh my gosh, that was Absolutely. like Absolutely, and salt and pepper. Yeah, and you had the fair. And right. The dark. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So right. I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because I'm saying colorism yeah. didn't affect me, but yeah. actually, I always wanted to be salt. Yeah. Most people did. Nobody wanted to be pepper. No one wanted to be pepper. Yeah. But then at the same time, which you know was weird about House Party. Play was clearly the most attractive one out of him and play, wasn't it? Him and kid. Yeah, so kid was the the, the fair, fair one. With the dreads, wasn't he? Well, the high top. High top. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and play was yeah. the darker one, but yeah. play was clearly the more attractive one. Yeah. And then you had, I remember you I had. Think so. Yeah, but he was though. Kid was not. But the way it was marketed was that kid was. Was the, the more attractive yeah. one exactly? Absolutely. And, okay, I'm so glad we're talking about this. So, even when you look at, was it Shireen and... Uh, the two girls. The two girls, right. Yeah. So, isn't it interesting that Shireen was kind of marketed as the kind of fast one. She lived in the projects, whereas... Um, I can't remember what... I can't remember the other one. Tish's name, name is, Tisha, isn't it? But it was, she was the fairer one. She it? was the fairer one. The better to do. Well better to do. Do. Mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. But at the same time, I I never really wanted to be her. I think I had to be her because we kind of looked alike. But I always wanted to be Shireen, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe I don't know. Maybe 
Because for me, house party was a very major part of, you know... It was a major part of, of my childhood, a yeah. Of, um, a lot of our childhood, yeah. to be honest. You know? A lot of things like that. But um, even Boomerang. Oh, things yes. Like Halle Berry. Yes. Yes, it yeah. feels like that, you know. Where they touch on colorism yes, in they Boomerang do. Yeah, as they well. Do. Um, it's very interesting. But um, I think... I think I, th- I find it interesting that you have been sort of experienced or been aware of colorism since you were quite a young of, of, of a young age but yeah it hasn't affected you in terms no. of how you are in terms of how you view black people mm. in terms of thinking that fair is better better yeah and dark i think i realized at a young age that there was a little bit of an injustice so i know right. that okay. when I'm, when I when I kind of got into my teens, and th- there was this wave. No, probably later than my teens, maybe in my twenties. Like th- this wave kind of came where it was like, you know, light skinned women started to be viewed in a more negative way, and I get why it really? happened. Yes, I get why it happened because I think for so long. On whose part were they viewed more negative? Um. I think men especially. For men, okay. Yeah, don't get me wrong, they were still sought after, but I think what happened was is, it became this, oh, light-skinned women think they're too nice, light-skinned women, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then what happened is that people started to call me light-skinned. I didn't like or accept the negative connotations that came along with that. So for me, I don't know if it was just delusion or denial, but if someone called me light-skinned, mm. I would take it with very grave offence. Do you see? But all of that for me is bad. The fact mm. that you could be a fair-skinned black person and somebody calling you light-skinned, because you, you're fairer than most black people, you're taking it offensively. Mm. And the fact that somebody would say, well, you're darker-skinned. Someone will be like, oh, you know, offended by that. Yeah. I mean, you're just black. You're just black, yeah. It doesn't really matter what tone you are, Mm. what shade you are. And for me, that has to be, this is what we're talking about, it has to be pushed from home. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, um, but colour is so important and it's pushed throughout society. It's not just amongst black people, but Mm. it's amongst white people too. And it's like in, for example, look at South Africa. You know, they call black people coloureds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the fairer the blacks, the more the better jobs they get, mm-hmm. um, the darker they are, um, you know, it's more considered that you are really black and that, you know, you get the, the, the more menial jobs and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a worldwide yeah. problem. And in Asia as well. Asia. Yeah, massive yes. problem. Yeah, it's massive. a massive problem with mm. Asians as well. So the fairer your skin tone, it's not just a, a black thing, it's a colour thing, colourism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the fairer your skin tone, it seems to be viewed in society and it is a society thing um, that the more beautiful that you are yeah. or the, the more, the further you can go because of the fairer yeah. your skin eyes. I'm being generic because mm-hmm. yeah. not everybody thinks like that, mm-hmm. but it is a general um, way of thinking. And, um, you know, the lighter coloured your eyes, you know, it's cosy and fair. And yes. Um, and you know the blonder your hair um, and I remember you know things have come to me over the years growing up in England I was I was born in the Caribbean but but grew up here um, 
so over time things come to you and I remember somebody saying to me one year at work um, you know she's just the perfect epiphany of beauty who are they referring to? <laughs> exactly. Somebody, um, an actress, I think it was Scarlett Johansson. And um, so it's the whole blonde hair look. Mm. But I mean, but she is attractive though. Don't, don't get me wrong, mm. she's attractive. But why is she the epiphany of beauty? Because what? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Why yeah. is she the epiphany mm. of beauty? So I said to the person, well, for me, I don't think so. I think she's a very beautiful woman. But that's not my epiphany of beauty. And they couldn't get that. They couldn't get mm. why my epiphany wasn't the blonde hair, pink lips, rosy yeah. cheeks, you dimple know. chin, dimple chin, and then like she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you laugh. She's beautiful, but it's not my epiphany of beauty. Yeah. I think beauty can come in many forms. Of course, like absolutely. Doesn't, that doesn't have to. There doesn't have to be an epiphany of beauty. But I've grown up, I have a lot of white friends. And, you know, I don't want to make the topic just about that sort of thing and white people's opinion and black people's opinion, but I do. I have a lot of white friends. I'm around a lot of white people. And they are very... in the, They would never turn around and say, I saw the most stunning woman the other day and she had an afro and she was dark. You know, her skin mm. was smooth and that... Never. Never. I've been in England, 39, and I've never once heard... A white person say that in this country. See, Never. I see, I have, but then I've always felt like they were just trying to overdo it. Probably. Well, do they say it? Like they, they they described it just like that. Oh, she was absolutely stunning, and it's just all very elaborate. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And did, did, did these people even have black friends themselves? I don't know. <laughs> and not to make it about that, but mm. I just find it um, because I think. It, it, it's become a little bit of a trend. I think more recently, black women have become a bit of a trend. I think, yes. with, um, what's her name that starred in 12 Years a Slave? Give me her name. Lupita. Lupita Nyong, yeah. And um, Black Panther. And you've got these women mm-hmm. um, coming forward, these black women that are coming forward that are making names for themselves yeah. and strides. And they're sexy, attractive women. Mm-hmm. And they are making people... And it's fantastic. Look at things a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic, but in general, that hasn't been the attitude. No. Um, for for years, and, and and what's even worse for me is like you could I can almost understand people of a different race thinking that way because all they know is they're fair skinned and their you know blonde hair mm-hmm. and what have you. But what I don't understand is why us black people start thinking that. way that way and that's what's disappointing <clears throat> sorry that's what's disappointing for me that we have bought into all of that and if a black woman says oh and this is my experience again I could be wrong but from what I and this is all anecdotal because it's my experience my friends might say um, oh that child has stunning stunning hair beautiful hair and then when you see the hair it's, it's never afro hair mm. it's mixed Hair. When I say mixed, I mean it might have, you know, a bit of... of um, loose curl. Loose curl, mm. exactly. Something in there. Cuban, Asian, Portuguese. Because as we know, we're all mixed. Mixed anyway, bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never really just Afro hair. I just don't find that I hear... And even mothers of their own children, I've heard them combing their, their, their children's hair and talking about, your hair's so tough. 
um, you know, oh gosh, you know, making it a big thing to have to comb this child's hair because it is a little bit harder because they can't just swipe, swipe the comb through. through. They mm. might have to, you know, mm. part it, take their time and what have you. And that's wrong. Yeah. Because what that does then is push onto the child that they are different yeah. and that what they have, there's something wrong. Wrong. Well, they're, they're, they they're almost inadequate. Inadequate. In a sense. To yeah. their counterparts. Mm-hmm. And there's enough for them to deal with in terms of the media. You know, there's not a lot of... Um, adverts pushing blackness on TV. Mm, that's not true. Really, not yeah. on your standard TV. Um, on your children's programmes. There's a lot more black TV presenters, etc. But there's nothing really pushing black beauty to children. And I'm really strong on it that that has to come. Because they're not going to get it anywhere else. They're not going to get it at school. It has to come from home. Yeah, I totally agree. It has to come from home. I think going back to your point of, um, you know the disappointment in terms of, you know, why black people have kind of bought into mm-hmm. this whole colorism thing. I mean, you know, colonialism is a bitch. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, we are we, we are still suffering from, you know, the remnants of that. Um, I'm trying to think of even... I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. You can be upset if you want, but, like, my dad... <laughs> Even up until recently, mm. has said my grandma, God rest her soul, passed away in mm. December and January, mm. and he would say, you know, my mum always said anything too black is no good. Now, um, like I was saying to you before, my grandma had a genealogy type test back in the late seventies, and it confirmed that she was ninety six or ninety seven percent. West African. Was she quite fair skinned? No, she was dark. Oh, right, so what okay. I'm saying is, is that for her to be so, so high, you can imagine how dark she would have mm, been. Mm. So for her to say that, mm. that anything too black is no good, how are you viewing yourself? Absolutely. But I kind of get it because they've been through a lot. Yeah. They've experienced mm-hmm. more racism than we experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, even growing up in the Caribbean, they would have been, you know, or Africa or, or wherever, there would have been a once there would have been a high level of racism that they experienced than we did. Each generation, it gets a bit less. But don't you feel like back home, it wouldn't have been anything compared to what they experienced here? Do, do you see it, what it I mean? It would be different, but I still think the superiority of the white race because of the colonialism thing because remember that they had quite a few white people living in the Caribbean mm. yeah not just Jamaica but like I'm from Grenada Grenada all over the Caribbean even now it continues that whole classism thing well yeah but, but I'm saying well yeah too. so that's what I'm thinking is you know back home is it more of a class issue than colorism I don't get me wrong I, comes in I do feel like it does go hand in hand but it can go hand in hand it might not necessarily mm. because it doesn't colour doesn't necessarily mean class but but I guess like the majority the yeah mm. because of the tourism thing yeah so Caribbean most of the Caribbean islands make their money by tourism mm. trade True. Yeah? and mm-hmm. so they they are exposed a lot to people of, of, of that are non-black and um so colorism comes into it a lot they are around a lot of non-black people mm. um yeah yeah. Let me ask your opinion on something. So, when when does colorism not matter? And the reason I ask this is that you know you have, um, particularly in the Caribbean, you have a lot of, 
you do have a lot of uh, men and women who may be very dark in complexion but still have the coolie type hair. Does colour can, can you can you define coolie? Well, I guess coolie would be a very looser curl pattern. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, mixed with like like black and Asian type mix. Is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe yeah. That mixed kind of European or Asian hair. That yeah, kind of thing, that right? that kind of yeah. more, more, probably more Asian. Um, because I guess if it's mixed with if you're mixed with white, you're just. Mixed, mix. like, do, do you see yeah. what I mean? Whereas, yeah, coolie comes from that Asian yeah, mix. Yeah, the Asian so, mix. Yeah. You never so, know this day and age. Well, yeah, on, yeah. So I, I remember I bumped into a, a like an old friend the other day, and he was saying that, um, you know, when he was growing up, his mum used to always say to him, "They're they're Jamaican." Um, his mum said to him, "Well, you know, make sure you find a girl with coolie hair." You, you know, da 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 da. And he was like, I, "He's like, do you know what, Dion? I used to listen to my mum, but I realised all these coolie girls are actually just mad in it." So it's taken me like 20 years, but actually I've just sacked them all off because... Now, I'm not saying that all coolie girls are mad. That's not what I'm saying. No, you didn't say that. Yeah, said that's that. what he said. Yeah. Mm. Now, so what I'm saying is... Does colorism exist if you have nice hair, essentially? Can you be dark and have coolie or nice hair as they might put it? Do, you, do, do they... Would you say they still experience the same type of... Yeah, I do. I think there's different types of prejudice. I think um, there's different levels, isn't there? So you've got the people who are dark with afro hair. You've got people who are dark with coolie, loose curl hair. Yeah. So they get a bit less because they're not just black. And we're afro. saying this in inverted commas because we're not saying that we agree. No, by absolutely the way. not. Yeah. We're just, I'm throwing around common yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. absolutely. This is not because I've, I, I make it clear that I don't think this has any place within. Mm-hmm. Colorism has no place for me within society um and then you have people who are fair with um why did you point to me i didn't i didn't i felt like your hand no. pointed in my direction I did you not hear i said earlier that i'm not here <laughs> <laughs> because i've been pointing the whole time <laughs> clearly i have I some like, issues that i need to deal with myself then what it is i was moving along <laughs> deal with <laughs> And then you have, you know, your the, the people who don't fall into that bracket at all because they are actually Asian or white or what have you. Um, and I think you, there's different levels. So people would say, you hear it and it's really sad, like, oh my gosh, you've got really nice hair for a dark skinned girl, haven't you? And what I was going to say to you is what I find um, alarming is that I kind of get it with past generations but it's filtered through so, so much, much. Mm. In, and even, probably even more that you've got songs out there talking about I want a light skin ting and mm. I want a oh my lighty my lighty my lighty yeah. and all of this they're making songs about it Dion and you're talking young generation so it's not even getting better no it's getting worse um, and, 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 and that's my concern because what is that saying? I mean, how are you empowering your black women and your children and your children talking about you want your, your light skin thing? I just don't really get that. We're going to talk about the, um, the, feti- the feti- fetishization of young, of young girls, children. Because mm-hmm. um, I've seen quite a few interesting. Um, theories and blogs on that actually yeah. um but well yeah we'll touch on that in a little bit 
No, I can't remember what I was going to say. What did you just say? I was talking about um, the... I, it, I can understand it with the older generation, but I don't understand how it's filtering through. Okay, right. So much into the right. new generation, yeah. So, um, regarding the kind of filtering through... Now, back, I'll say, in our day, when we were growing up as teenagers, mm. you know, when we watched, um, you know, music videos and stuff like that, mm. don't you feel like there was a bit more equality when it came to the women that were in, like who were the love interests in these videos. Because I feel like as time has gone on, the love interest has got lighter. Whereas back in the day, the eighties into the nineties. To life crew and stuff, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, I, it has, it's got worse. And that's my whole point. What I don't understand is why our eyes aren't being opened and why is the problem not getting better instead it's actually getting worse and that to me says that parents are not doing their job empowering their children and I could be wrong um, at home to love blackness to love black beauty um, because they themselves are so brainwashed, as you said. Look at what your mum said to you when mm. you when you were looking at your program and you, mm. you fancied the guy, without even thinking. I'm not saying that your mum meant anything by yeah. it. It's just the way that she thinks, mm. isn't it? It's just like, well, oh my gosh, dear, like this is you know, the darker you are, the uglier you are. You don't want me black, 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 black man. Um, and this has been this has been pushed onto children, which is making them have a self-hate yeah. and in turn push that onto their children, children. Their children. Right. and then with social media and then with mm-hmm. more TV yep. with nothing else out there to push black beauty mm-hmm. where's it coming from? so mm-hmm. it's just it becomes a, self, a hatred of oneself and then that's just them being pushed out and that you're even going to make music about I want a light skin thing this is black men make young boys making songs out there saying these stuff and it's derogatory and um the fact that we've even got to really what it should be is that this generation are empowered and are embracing their blackness and are are pushing blackness in society and looking at how beautiful black people are but instead it's not it's more the straighter your hair is the whiter your 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 skin is the 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 lighter skin you know look at look at look how they've had to put regulations in around bleaching bleaching mm. Dion because people want to bleach, bleach their the skin, skin. Mm. how disgusting is yeah, that yeah it's terrible it's terrible it's disgusting mm. it's disgusting it is disgusting I mean in terms of in music and the media mm. I I'm just sitting there shaking my head because it's it's really strange because it's like I feel like there's been two strains it's like there's been this strain of progressiveness within, you know, be, you know, being cultured, being woke and loving your blackness and all and being pro-black. And then you've got this other strain where it's like, actually, no, I just want, like you say, a light skin ting mm. and, you know, what have you. Now, before we started the podcast, we actually listened to a song by an artist called Getz. Fantastic song. 
and he um, had wrote a song called Black Rose and it features himself as a, you know, a gorgeous dark-skinned man and his beautiful dark-skinned daughters. And he addresses a lot of the, you know, the kind of ills of, you know, I guess especially, I guess he's a grime artist, um, you know, and talking about all, you know, all of that stuff. Oh my God, I lost my trailer for. Yeah, about, about colorism and about how men um, view dark skinned women. Dark women. Yeah. Mm. And it's good to have it from a man's point of yeah. view as well. It's really good. And what I loved was that he is speaking as a father because mm. a lot of these artists have children with dark women. Absolutely. Your children are dark skinned, but then how do you have your child look at these mm. women in your videos that you're you know parading around like oh my gosh oh my gosh but they don't look like them Mm. i mean don't get me wrong probably half the videos you wouldn't want your child to look at anyway because it's scantily clad women um yeah you know um there's yeah you just probably wouldn't want your daughter to see it but in any case like you say they will see eventually and what message does that kind of show them Mm. essentially um so whilst we are here, mm. like I said, I've seen a few blogs and a few theories um, based around um, the reasons why men kind of want these light-skinned women oh, because I'm of how <laughs> because because of how sorry, go on go on sorry because sorry. of how their their children will look. Now I used to kind of rubbish this theory until I started to see men on social yeah. media so they would have there'll be say like there'll be a, a picture of a a toddler who would be very fair skinned full lips big lashes mm-hmm. soft curly hair you know not posed provocatively nothing like that but just oh yeah yeah this is what my daughter would look like that child is a mini version of what you want your woman to look like mm-hmm. Absolutely, I totally agree. I um, I think it's a brainwashing. I can't stress it enough. And I think it's sad to say, and not all men, but men in general. And it's not. I can't even really say it's their fault. But growing up in this country, have become to learn and find that attractive Hmm. because that's what's pushed to them that is what when they're picking up any sort of magazine that is being put to them on the front cover you are a product of your environment and you are a black man growing up in a western society that's what you're going to see the majority of and so therefore in your mind that's what you covet and that's what you want and but what you but what a mother's job is or a father's job is or at home is as I said to push the other side of it which is black is beautiful Beautiful. too and to buy black books and to get black magazines like if you can see that your son's going out there and buying lots of magazines because it's going to happen with boys where they are you know topless and stuff you might not want to, with a lot of white women in it, you might not want to encourage it, but maybe add a 
black magazine to that pile because mm-hmm. he's going to do it anyway right yeah so add a black magazine to that pile because it's not easy to get like you can't just no, walk into if you mm. walk if I don't I don't think I've walked into a corner shop not that I've gone in there looking for pornographic magazines but if I've just seen anything I can't remember at the top of my head yeah, seeing see, any black women yeah. on mm. there it's all white women yeah. so that's what's easily accessible and so therefore it's a brainwashing and it's going to happen growing up in this country but that's why you have to enforce it at home Dion you have to push the beauty of blackness from the home because children are not going to get it anywhere else it's not okay come from so it, obviously it's not going to you know what goes on here isn't going to be as bad in comparison to back home but colorism still exists back home and they don't have the same level of exposure that we do to mm. I guess whiteness do you understand what i mean mm. so the sad what then? thing is about back home and when you're talking about back home you're in the caribbean yeah? mm-hmm. the sad thing is is that <clears throat> white people dominate so even and i say it's sad from the point of view not because it's a bad thing that white people have position but sad from the point of view that even in a majority black country that you still find white people hold the power yeah so um it's still viewed upon that white or fair is more superior and even in these countries you still find that the fairer you are as you said the better jobs you get so when you walk into the bank for example, yes mm-hmm. as an example yeah the, the the women or the people in the bank are those that who are fairer skinned or they might have you know it's a classism thing and um you've got the bank and what else is there there's there's there's, there's other things that, that you find that in the caribbean it's it tends to be it's still that same sort of mentality but we were colonized and therefore that's a big part of it mm-hmm. it's a huge part of why that happens and um I still take my hat off to the other Caribbean islands because not, nowhere is as bad as Barbados. So. I've Barbados not been, is terrible. I've not been to Barbados, but I don't think I've ever seen a fair-skinned Barbadian person. I don't think. I mean, feel free to edit this, right? But <laughs> Barbados... Say what you want to say. ...is terrible when it comes to colorism, classism and racism. Like, basically... If you speak to people who live in Barbados, white people rule Barbados. They can get away with anything. It's it's they call it Little England. Um, one of my friends that I was speaking to when I just come back from Grenada recently, she said that her next door neighbour, a little boy, seven years old, has two birthday parties. One for his black friends. What? One for his white what? friends. I'm not giving names because I don't need to. But seriously, where have you even heard of this? I have never in my life. Right. So when I say Barbados is bad, when it comes to um, look into it a, a bit after this, it's terrible. Um, a ship crew, the director of the ship, the captain, the company ship crew, they go out. They found drugs on the ship coming back in through the port of Barbados. The captain is white, the CEO of the company is white, the directors that are coming in are all white. The only people on board that are black are the crew. They are the ones that get done for... Not the captain, because he should be in charge of his Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. The crew. Um, And it's it's a big thing in Barbados at the moment. Um, it's, it's, It's quite bad in Barbados. I think the other Caribbean islands have been able to hold it together a bit more, but Barbados is quite bad. Wow. Look into it. 
a bit. Do yeah, look up, look it up a bit. Barbados is quite um, classist and a little bit racist. Okay. Yeah, but feel free to edit any of this. No, 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 no. no. We like we like <laughs> yeah. to keep it real, lovely yeah. bear. We like yeah. to get down to the root. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about. Um, let's talk about you say. You know, growing up, um, once you started dating, mm-hmm. can you honestly say that colorism never affected how who you chose to date? Oh, that's interesting. Who I chose to date. Uh, colorism has definitely affected me in terms of... I used to put a towel on my hair and flick it. Yeah, I think we all did that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wanted the whole long hair thing yeah, uh-huh. and what have you. Um, even from the point of view of the relaxing and the mm-hmm. weaves and the... You know, um, you know, I've used the excuse that, um, oh, it's easier maintenance. Yeah. But now that I've gone natural, I'm thinking, is it really? I'm not sure, mm. actually, whether it is. I think it's easier in a way. But in terms of who I've dated, no. I've always liked my dark-skinned men. Men. And I don't know, I think, but I think black beauty was pushed to me at home. Okay. And... Um, as I said to you, I never really knew about colorism until my parents um, are from Grenada. I was born in Grenada, so it's kind of first generation thing happening. Um, I never knew about it <clears throat> until I had black friends, and that kind of more happened in high school. But I've always dated black men. I've never. I don't think I've even had a fair skin boyfriend actually. I've never coveted that. It's mm. never for me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. For me, color doesn't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. It's not. I. I'm all about balance. Even when we were talking before, I don't push one way. I don't push the other. I like to see fairness across the mm-hmm. board. Yeah. So if you're going to talk about dimple chin, curly, curly hair, hair, blue eyes, fair, blue eyes and fair cheeks, you know, also talk about um, you know, nice brown skin mm. and afro hair. hair. Or, you know. Um, you can't just it can't just be both ways like for me it's all about balance and especially it, no matter where you live living here living in the Caribbean um, you need to know where you're from you need to know your history you need to know that yourself that you, you are a black person yes. mm-hmm. yeah and where you're coming from and that you're beautiful the way you are and then what you choose to love or who you choose to love um, you know that's your choice but it shouldn't be based upon colour colour and mm. I, I don't think I've ever made that choice based on colour I think I've made that choice more so based on cultural similarities mm-hmm. than colour, to be fair. Yeah, who I've been exposed to. I don't think I've let that affect my... I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aren't we being? <laughs> Go on. Um, and I did, I did mention this in a previous podcast, actually. <clears throat> um, it was the Man Up... Um, podcast I did with my brother actually on mm-hmm. self-esteem and kind of men issues and in that my brother actually says he was like you know Dion if you look at all of the women I've dated like my brother is very fair mm. so he's you're quite fair too so he's um like <laughs> <laughs> but you are though Dion <laughs> You are. Anyway. No. But why do you say it like that? But there's nothing. But you. But it's almost like you're embarrassed to say that you're fair. 
Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe I have issues. Is that because of the topic of the conversation? But you are. You are what you are. Okay. I, I have, you know, this... <laughs> over the years, I have had this ongoing kind of debate argument with my friends where they'll be like, you're light-skinned. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm. Because to me, in comparison to my mum and my brother, they're light-skinned. They're like... Red. Red. Right, like, okay. you know, Beyonce... Whereas me, I'm like, I'm not like them. So to Beyonce, me... I have to say you're lighter than Beyonce. Oh my God, Alex, come on. No, seriously though. Okay. I don't know if it's the videos I'm looking at. But okay, but you're, but you're looking at me. Yeah, I'm looking at you. and But you're quite, you're very fair, Dion. Okay, listeners, what... Alex has a beautiful <laughs> light fixture in her dining room. <laughs> and I think that perhaps how I am positioned under this light is not giving a fair um, reflection. I've seen you under many lights. You are. Okay, but but what I look like doesn't matter right now. No, it doesn't. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, go on, finish your point. But you look quite fair from here too. Yeah, but I'm not, but if between the two of us... Okay, It's not a match or a competition, but I'm just saying though, Dion, like... You know, you your experiences might have been different in life to me growing up because you are lighter skinned than I am. Lighter, mm. but it doesn't mean I'm. But I don't. But for me, I don't feel like I fit into that category of light skinned. I don't know why I feel so passionately about it the way that I do. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But for me, for some reason, it does hurt a little bit. I don't know why, <laughs> but it does. Okay. But <laughs> I don't want to offend you. <laughs> Okay, okay. I okay, know no, no people that are fairer than you. I know people that are darker than you, but you are quite fair in your complexion. It's not an insult. It's just no. The and the is. thing is, I know, I know no. that you're not saying it to be insulting. No, not at all. But I don't find it an insult that someone's no, it's fair not. in complexion. No, but for, I, I don't know. For me, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. It just makes me uncomfortable. But like I said, but that, could that be the negative connotations? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're better than. Not all do. I think, I think... You're that's... an example of that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> like I mentioned in the previous podcast, yeah. um, you know, I, I can't say that colourism hasn't affected who I date because I have said previously that there was this one guy um, and he was mixed race and he was an absolutely... Lovely, well cultured, very nice guy. Mm. But for you say mixed race, white and black. Yeah, white and yeah. black. Mm. Um, and but it was his complexion, honestly. That really, yeah. Oh. It was his complexion that I just I couldn't. It's fine. You can laugh. It's fine. Like I'm not. The thing is, this was this was a long time ago. So we're talking like uh, you know nearly twenty years, mm. essentially. Um, but for me, I, I literally I could see the green veins through the skin, oh, no, and I was I like, I, could, I literally. But it didn't put you off dating him. No, do you see? But that's different. 
you didn't have a preconceived idea in your head. I didn't. You, I didn't see. Not, I didn't see him again after that. No, but what happened was you dated him and you didn't like what you. You gave it a chance. You didn't. You weren't like, oh, I'm not dating a mixed race guy. Yeah. I'm not dating mm. somebody because they're. I'm not going to date you because you're fair skinned because you're mixed race. You. But that's what's going on today. Like people are like, I'm not dating because you're dark. Or yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. You're, you didn't do that. But what happened is you dated this guy, and. The, because of the, the, the physicalness of it all. He was very attractive. He just didn't tell you what? No, but you did the veins and just... You just didn't want that. That wasn't for you. Yeah. Um, and, you maybe, and maybe he just reminded me of my brother because he was like the same complexion as my brother. My brother, you can see his green veins. So maybe it was that. I don't no, know. but also if somebody... I, do you know what? If somebody... Let me just think fairly here. I have to think fairly. If somebody dated me and then did you give him that reason by the way of course not okay but dated me and then said to me i just can't date you because i lay down next to you (laughs) 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 and i couldn't see your face and i just woke up and i got scared because it was like this black thing my loose (laughs) wait hold on dear you're kidding me (laughs) would i be offended yes of course she would be. Yes, I would be offended. But he gave me a chance, isn't it? It's not like he was just... Oh, he, it wasn't like he said... Because this is what happens, and this is what I can't take. I'm just not dating that. Mm. You know how many black men say, I don't date black? Date black girls, yeah, women, yeah. How can you yeah. do that about your own? Mm. Like, how can you just not date based on colour? I think that's really wrong, and I think that's poor. And I think, you know, you tried it, you didn't like what you experienced for whatever reason that that, that was um i think the deal there was i think you're not being fair i think there's probably more to it because if he was a really great person no i don't think he gave it enough of a chance i think if he was a really great person i think you would have been able to see past that I think he would have, Dion. No, that no just the physical aspect was enough to put you off he no the thing is he was so attractive like there was literally i i can't fault i i cannot fault anything he said anything he did anything about him was attractive he had a nice person and that and that was it now that was then i'm not saying i'm not saying that now i'm just saying in my past previously i can say that did happen i didn't like it I am open. But you were still open. You wouldn't write it off again. No, I wouldn't write it off again. But this is what I mean, and this is what is the... It's not like you're saying, well, I've experienced that once. I didn't really like what I experienced, so I was like, I'm never going to do that again. For me, I mean, everyone's got their preferences when it mm. comes to physicality. Everyone's got their preferences, emotionally, physically, however. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, someone saying, no, look, I prefer to date fairer-skinned women than darker-skinned women. If that's your preference, that's your preference. No, see, I have but a problem. But don't write you know off. I have, do you know what? No, people have preference, though. But you, I you get can't it. have a problem because you have Yeah, I know, but the thing is... You but prefer I, darker but skin. I, but I feel like... But, okay. But the, I the, prefer darker skin. But I feel like the reason why I'm almost... I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I feel like the reason why I'm entitled to be validated in my opinion is that because at the end of the day we know that colorism exists so i if i if i sat okay if i sat here and said 
oh, do you know what? Um, my preference is light-skinned men. Tell me you're not going to sit across that table and be like, hmm, a little bit. If I said that was my preference. I would say I would, I would say that you're just going with the mode. Like, you're going with the fashion. That's what everybody thinks. But then you... But I'm not that close-minded. Like, if you then explain to me why... For example, <laughs> if you explain to me why that was your preference, it's possible. Like, if you said, well, I have dated dark-skinned men. I have preference. And, you know, we can, we can, we can flash mm. that out. But when you just rule it out altogether, that's where I have a problem mm. with it. Because everybody has preference, Dion. I prefer... Black men. No, yeah, my pre- my 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 preference is is dark is darker men. I feel like I set the trend anyway, with the whole you know dark skinned guy <laughs> thing. I, I think black men is where <laughs> I would stop the thing. I I I don't really think I have a preference between fair and dark. I think just I just as long as they're black. Men. What I is, think so. But what's black? But what is black? What does that mean? Exactly. I mean, that's another debate that you're going into now. Yeah. Because black and white, what does that mean? We can't define... I mean, we are the only two <coughs> races, so to put it, that's, that, that do that, don't we? Mm. We say black and white for Caribbean, African, yeah, black, yeah. Mm-hmm. white is European, English. I mean, it's rubbish, really, yeah. because what are Chinese then? What are Asian mm. people? Why yeah. do we define them by their culture, by their, culture, their nationality? Yeah. That's and just then, the whole yeah. rubbish, the black-white thing. I mean, we are, we're not even black, we're, we're brown. Brown, White yeah. people aren't white, they're pink, mm. aren't they? I mean, you do get some black. Or they're olive-skinned. Or, or olive-skinned, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I, that is just something that's put in society, mm. which is a load of rubbish. And I don't agree in that either, because... And in the dictionary, when you look up the meaning of black, it's very negative, it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Whereas white is very positive, positive. and very angelic. And um, again, all, all a lot of things that influence the way children think about themselves. Imagine you're five, six year old. Give it up to thirteen. Go into school, and you're looking up. Well, I'm a black person. You look up black in the dictionary. Negative, bad, dark. You look up white, angelic, good, pure. I mean, what's that giving you already? Already that gives you this sense of, well, I'm not as good as. Mm-hmm. And I just think everything, everything, the system is designed and, as I said, more upsettingly that us black people are buying into it to put down black people. Mm-hmm. And we're buying into that. And we're feeding that to our children, children. Which is really upsetting. Yeah. Love. On that note, actually, so we're going to move into actually... Yeah talking specifically about our children and stuff like that i was watching funnily enough a video on facebook and it was this preacher Mm -hmm. and he had a poster of jesus and he had another poster of jesus on the cross Mm. and he said so he was talking to the congregation he was like who is this man he's like is this who you call jesus Mm. they were like "Mm." anyway supposedly he just went on to explain that you know um that the the kind of worship of this europeanized version of jesus is actually you you might as well say you might as well say you're worshiping satan because that's idol worship because you know anyone that knows the bible would know that jesus was not a european man but you know going back to what you just said about imagery and white being pure Mm it's like even from a religious context mm. if we are if we are pushing our children to um be christians for example and to be followers of christ the imagery they see is of a white jesus 
Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you're going really deep now, though, Dion, because Christianity was brought to black people by white people, and it's the truth. It mm. was brought mm-hmm. to black people by white people before white people brought Christianity to black people. It was um, Muslims. I think black, black, black people generally Muslims. Yeah, were Muslims, yeah. Or pagans. <coughs> or yeah. pagans mm. before that was brought. And so, of course, white people have um, put their own Im- imagery of Jesus Christ into there. But this, again, this is what surprises me. It's like, no one had to tell me that that picture of Jesus isn't necessarily what Jesus looked like. How people look at that picture and think, well, that is, if you know your Bible when it talks about his 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 his, his hair, his skin was like bronze. Bronze, and his, his hair, hair was, was like, like sheep's wool. wool. Mm. Yeah, how does that picture reflect the passage in the Bible where it actually says that? Why are we buying into this? I, I don't understand how it is that we are not bright enough, educated enough to look at this and see that not everything that we are fed is the truth. Mm. I don't get that, really. Mm. We just just hold it and buy buy into it. And Christianity, I I am a believer. Um, I believe Jesus Christ existed. I'm not in any way going to put down the Bible or, or, or what have you. But you have to be able to have sense, isn't it? And see the the wood from the trees. Yeah, Mm. you have to be able to Mm -hmm. see that. I don't believe that, I I do believe that the Bible has been doctored. I do believe that things have been taken out of the Bible, things have been put into the Bible for for things, for reasons, for society purposes. Mm. That's my own opinion and things I've heard along the way. But um, the fact that this picture of Jesus, this depiction of Jesus, and even Hollywood, because mm-hmm. this is how brainwashed we are, Charlton yeah. Heston, you know, or the the man that played Jesus of Nazareth and what have you. It's like these people. This is not what what the truth is. Yeah. People look, look now. Just use your own brain. People mm. that live in Palestine, Jerusalem, do they look look like, like that? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that this that Jesus would have looked like? But that? then I think. <clears throat> Because he's pure, because white is pure. And again, if that's what you're selling, that's not right, is it? Surely. No. But, the, but this, is, this is the thing. I feel like um, colonialism, which I feel is part and, pass, part and parcel, kind of blends in with, you know, how religion was kind of um, enforced onto black people, especially. Mm. Um, Definitely. You know... If 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 we have been Christianity, yeah. If yeah. if you know if 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 Christianity has been enforced onto black people, for them to believe that, you know, the lighter the better. If your if your imagery in your churches, your pictures on your walls, everywhere is on your Bibles is mm-hmm. of a white Jesus, is that not reinforcing colorism? Of course it is. But I think, I'm not surprised at that because I think white people, not all white people, and again, the terms that we're using here today, it's it's very generic because not all are like that. But in general, we'll always enforce colorism because mm. for them, the fairer the better. Yeah. For them, it is that way. Mm-hmm. For that's what they see, that's what they like, that's what they want to wish the world 
was like and it's it's um it's different i mean yeah it's 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 different for black people to white people and because as you said and as i've said christianity was was, was brought to black by white that's what they're going to push of course that's what they're going to mm. push because <clears throat> especially at the time it was brought that's all they wanted yeah because it yeah. was in the time of slavery mm. that's what they thought at the time mm. um and and now there's there's probably a more movement amongst i would say left white than the right white the left white people towards probably softening that and being more open, open. to black is also acceptable, acceptable. yeah mm. and and i've seen i've seen and again, it's just my opinion. I've seen a shift in that area um, amongst, I would say, the left of my 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 white um, colleagues and friends in 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 that way. Because even they, I don't even think thought about it. When you talk about the picture of Jesus and you talk about, well, why would Jesus look like that? He was born to Mary and Joseph, and they were Jews and what Jews aren't like white blonde hair blue eyes mm. that's not what the general Jews are why would Jesus look like that but I don't I don't even think it's something they thought about no it's just been something that's pushed down yeah because that's are the you image just, mm, and you just set that as a status quo don't you yeah mm. exactly but of course it's pushing colorism I think everything a lot of things push colorism mm. not just religion which is I know why you touched on that because that's a huge thing because mm. black people are very religious, religious. a lot yeah. of our, our parents and that generation hugely religious and when you bring up these conversations because I was on holiday in Grenada and I brought this up but they don't want to talk about things like <laughs> <laughs> they don't the older generation don't bring that up to them they don't want to talk about things no like me that. and my mum can't bring it up without no. having a massive argument no so. they don't want to talk about yeah. things like that really but the truth is, is that some things you have to accept have been pushed onto you for a reason and you have to be able to accept that. Okay, even if you believed it for a while, I believed in Santa for a while. Yeah. yeah? We, yeah. Even if you believed in the mm. tooth fairy, you believed in Santa. Even if you believed it for a while, you believed it because that's all you didn't know better. Mm. But now you know better. Yeah. Nobody knows. I mean, really, who drew this picture of Jesus? This picture that you've got on your wall this artist has drawn that you're worshipping who drew like who who saw him and drew that picture well apparently um i can't remember which famous artist it was it mm. was either leonardo da vinci mm. the one that drew the last supper yeah that painted the last yeah supper. so basically mm. the 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 imagery of jesus that we see today was of his male gay lover But feel free to, um, you know, do your research. Hold Wait, hold on. I'm not sure I'm hearing what you're saying. So what we, the picture we're seeing of him is not Jesus. That was his gay lover. Yeah. Jesus was gay. No, 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 no. Okay, oh, no. Wait, wait, guys. On. No. I don't understand. No, what I said. Wait, yeah. Right. So when the image of Jesus was created, he you he painted his gay lover. Oh, the, 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 the artist. The artist, yes, right. Yeah, no one said Jesus was gay. No, okay, I'm not trying to understand. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, you're trying to get me in trouble. No, but I'm trying, because that's what it sounded like. No, it no, was, no, no, no. You just said his gay lover. No, 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 no. So yeah. the artist, yeah. his, depiction, his depiction of Jesus, right. he used 
his gay lover as his depiction yeah right exactly so so this is so so what this part what this preacher was saying was that when you are bowing down to kissing praying to this image Mm. who are you praying to exactly you know um and that and that and that was just it was just because of a video that i saw today and i was like oh yeah you know because i feel i feel like it is quite crucial in terms of the conversation of you know colorism love laid bare when you were pregnant and you know there's that whole conversation of what the baby look like were there ever any kind of conversations or curiosity as to what complexion your daughter may have come out as? Not complexion, but if I'm totally honest, hair was um, a topic and it remains a topic amongst my friends, my family, like people who are pregnant now, um, people who are in relationships with, in mixed relationships and I know some of my friends say, oh, I hope that the baby comes out with like really tough hair so that she's got to cope with it and whatever, whatever. Oh my God, someone actually said that. Yeah, (gasps) yeah, so she's got to cope with it. Um, Or, um, you know, whatever. But um, I must admit, even I, because hair, like black hair is not the easiest to have to maintain and deal with, yeah? If you don't know how to, I would say, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of us don't. Yeah, then that's the truth. <laughs> a lot of us don't, mm. to be honest, because as soon as we get to an age, like, our mum's combing up to a certain point, then they relax it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us don't know how to deal with black mm. hair. Um, and I'm, I, if, I'm talking about me. I was a little bit worried. And I thought, you know, what about why? Like, you dealt with your own hair. Why are you worried about it for? And, you know, I was thinking if I had a girl... You know, I just I just want it to be manageable. I don't want to have to, you know, worry or have to, you know, have her go to school with her hair looking like messy because I can't comb it every day. And that was my own concern. And that's somebody that's coming from me who is someone who is very sensitive towards that. And I'm being totally honest, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And I'm very sensitive, but and that was a private concern. I didn't even share that with anyone, mm-hmm. yeah? That was just my own private concern. So this is the first time I've even shared anything. And then I thought to myself, does it matter? Yeah. Your baby is healthy when Thea was born. She's healthy. Um, you, you, It totally shifted. And I was just like, she's got her 10 fingers. She's got her 10 toes. It really doesn't matter. But then I guess when the... Um, reality of parenting kicks in and you're taking your child to swimming lessons and then they've still got to look nice and fresh for nursery the next day or school the next mm-hmm. day because I went to swimming and I, one of the reasons that my sister and I stopped swimming is because we just couldn't manage our hair it was one of the mm-hmm. reasons and it's probably one of the reasons you don't get a lot of black swimmers because and, and, and it might be yeah, a thing, sure, but yeah. our hair is not easy to manage yeah. and um, but that but fair enough we can accept it's not easy to be to manage without necessarily letting it hold us back, back. To mm-hmm. things or putting that on our children so for example I'll make the effort and I won't comment on it and comb your hair and wash your hair and whatever so that you'll be a good swimmer mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what I have to go through yeah um you know that that's that that it doesn't matter you know that will not burden you, you. Mm-hmm. yeah um because what really and truly what 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 is that you know 
Yeah. To have to comb your daughter's hair because she has to go to swimming lessons. No, you'll go to swimming, we'll come home, we'll wash your hair, we'll comb it up and you'll look nice and fresh for nursery tomorrow. That's just the end. But it, it did cross my mind because it can be difficult, but it doesn't mean you need to portray it. Grin, grin and bear it. Yeah. Yeah, for mm. your children's sake, so that our children and the next generation don't grow thinking that it's something negative. Yeah, and that's a problem. Because I think it's, I yeah. think a lot of the time it's mind, it's mind over matter. It's, exactly. Because exactly. if you don't know that it's a problem, it's not a it's problem. It's not a problem. No. So but what, but what you're comparing it to is your counterparts. So mm. they get to come out the pool and flick and blow dry in the swimming pool. It's all done, and they go home and they go. When we come home, we've got to cane, we've got to wash, mm. we've got to take out plats and make everything look neat. So it's it's it's, it's more work, and it's it's almost like a resentment that's there, and it's like, well, no, don't look at that just look at what your child is achieving don't yeah. worry about mm-hmm. it just make her look good make her look neat um and she learns to swim at the same time yeah. you know i forgot what your question was what was it i don't think i've answered it you did mm. what was my question because <laughs> <laughs> i go off topic i'm so no, but, sorry no but it wasn't off topic though it wasn't off topic what i said to you was is I said yes. Oh it was God. a good question. It was oh, really good. Yeah, because I had an answer to it. Oh, when you were pregnant. When you when were pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was it. Because I did. I genuinely did, and I feel a little bit embarrassed admitting it, but I did. I no, don't feel embarrassed. Bit, no, I do though, because it's not me. I'm not that sort of person. Mm. But I just thought. I just hope I don't have to deal with. Like, for example, my nieces and my, my nieces, not my nephew, because his, his hair is short, have really thick hair, beautiful hair, Dion, mm-hmm. but really thick hair to the point where it's so, it's very difficult to comb it. Like, you know, when they get it wet, when it, and it's, but you don't push that onto them. No. You think it in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they may listen back to this show, but they're old enough now that it shouldn't matter. Um, you know, you blow dry it and what have you and what have you. But um, it can put you off. You can you can either let it be a barrier or you can just embrace it. This is who we are. This mm-hmm. is what we this is what we have to deal with. Um, and the same time, the benefits we get from that is that we can be creative. Look how many hairstyles yeah. we can do that mm-hmm. other people can't do. But that's not pushed, no. is it? It's the bobs that's pushed. To be able to be able to flick mm. your hair and flick it out your eye, and you know you see children yeah. doing it even when they have got nothing to flick. You see them walking around flicking, and it's sad <laughs> because it's just that's what's being pushed. Um, but that isn't what we should push. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know on that on that note actually, mm. it's like I think sometimes what we need to understand, I think as black people especially, is that you know perhaps you 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 personally might view your hair as an issue but offset that against all your other powers exactly do you know what i mean yeah, like who tells you those powers? there you go nobody nobody empowers you as a child to be like well you know you are a queen you are beautiful mm. we don't have the nursery rhymes saying um your brown skin dimpled dimple chin. chin you don't have that um you don't have tv programs you don't have okay naomi campbell came along as a supermodel in the 90s but before that who was there mm. no who do you have that is being pushed you but black beauty is not pushed yeah and, and I why think, should it be 
And like you say, this is where it comes down to the parents. I mean, Absolutely. if we, if we, if I go back and I think about to when I was pregnant, um, I had absolutely no care for what she looked like. As long as I felt like she kind of looked a bit like me, I wasn't Decent bothered. Right, okay. But but not even in terms of complexion. I just felt like she's a girl. I've carried her. We have this amazing. Did you know you were having a girl? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I mean, I knew before I found out anyway, because I just felt like we had this connection going on. Mm. So for me, I didn't care about complexion, didn't care about hair. I was just like, as long as she looks like me, I'm cool kind yeah. of thing. Oh, complexion, I didn't care yeah. about. Yeah. But I I got a lot of, oh, so what complexion do you think she's going to... Do you get a lot of that? And I was a bit like... Do you think that's because your partner's darker than you? Do you think that's why? Maybe. Maybe, possibly, but if I'm going to be honest, a lot of that came from his side. Okay. Not from my side. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was. Okay. I don't know. I just felt like it was, and I was a bit like, does what? What did? What difference actually that does really this make? Makes no it makes no difference because do you know what? I know she's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Regardless, so yeah. it doesn't really matter complexion. what complexion she is. No you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I th- Well it shouldn't do. It shouldn't do, but it does. But it does. Mm. You know. And like I think even now, like some people kind of say like, Oh, you know, she's a spit of her dad, but she's like your complexion and I'm like I know it's a description, but it still bothers me because I feel like she's so young now that she's not impressionable. But when she gets older, I can't control what people say because I'm not always going to be there to correct people or stop people from saying certain things. You know, as much as I know I laugh and joke about it and I'm like, I'm not light-skinned, but I I almost don't really want her to be like me that... Do you you know what I mean? I do understand you. And I think that she will... You can't protect her from that. No, yeah. Because she's going to grow up hearing the things that you heard, hearing things that I've heard. You can't protect her from mm. it. Um, but what you can do is let her, is try and teach to her that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. And, and, and If you're light, if you're dark, it doesn't make you better because you're fairer than someone. It doesn't mean that someone's not better than you because they're darker than you. Mm. That doesn't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. And in the grander scheme of things, as we know, Dion, it really doesn't. It doesn't, yeah. Mm. It really doesn't. Mm. Like, if you want to make it... You will make a, it regardless, make it, yeah. Regardless yeah, it's true. of your skin mm. complexion. And... Um, that's what needs to be pushed and I think that's that's the most you can do as a parent because they're going to hear this stuff and they are going to know that they're going to feel funny about it and they're going to know that okay light skinned is viewed better than dark they're going to know mm. these things so what it's ca- sad but they'll know it so what can we do as um or what, what you know what, what what do you do as as a parent I mean I know for me um I constantly, 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 several times a day tell my daughter how beautiful she is. You know, Sana, you are mummy's beautiful bum bum. You're the most beautiful girl in the world. You're the most smartest bum bum in the whole wide world. You're, you know, and it's it's a constant. I probably tell her these things at least 30 times a day. Yeah. 
I don't I don't ever stop. Yeah. You know. I constantly tell my daughter she's beautiful. Um and I talk about her lovely skin and I talk about her lovely hair. Um <clears throat> my my nieces and nephews went to school. They had an experience in Grenada. They went to school out there for they live in France. They went to um they went out there for a couple of months and went to school and they had this saying that they would say at school, as a private school at the beginning of every morning, and it, it was something like I can't quote exactly, but I am I am bright, I am beautiful, I'm intelligent, I am the best, and I do it with Thea every day. That's amazing. We get up and we say it every day, and we I always tell her to say, it and she repeats it, and she says it, and um, I'm bright, I'm intelligent, I'm. Be- it's just reinforcing positivity mm-hmm. because one thing I've noticed with my two year old, and I can only talk for her is that the things we do regularly, it becomes ingrained. It becomes ingrained, I'm telling you. I don't even... Mm. It, it becomes ingrained. Yep. And things that I'm not even consciously doing, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, why, why is it that you can't write A there? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, and that's because I'm not doing it enough. Yeah. But the things mm. that we do enough, it's ingrained. Ingrained, yeah. And I want that to be ingrained. Mm-hmm. I am bright, I am intelligent, I'm beautiful, I'm the best. And I want that to be ingrained in her, and um, I hope it will be. I really do. Um, also, I think something that people um, undervalue and underestimate is taking your children home. Yes. And when I say home, I mean home to the Caribbean mm-hmm. or Africa, because there is nothing like being immersed amongst your people, people. Mm-hmm. your environment your culture yep. to let you know where you come from mm-hmm. and to give you a sense of security in place yeah um, and i think people really underestimate that it's so it's 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 so important and it's I'll, very important. I'll give you an example i was speaking to two of my cousins recently who were both mixed race and but their father was born in the uk neither of them have been to jamaica mm. so there is a very clear disconnect um and they do have a sense of i don't really know who i am yeah but of course you're never going to know it's so important to you my mom i was born in grenada but i came over here at six months um and my mom took us back i was eight when i went back for the first time after that and it made such a difference mm-hmm. in my life to be amongst to not be a minority yeah you don't people but i think i don't even think my mom knew what an effect it has and how important no, it was. How yeah. important mm. was she just did it because my mom they liked to travel mm. and it was the timing was right and we did it and um, but it was it it was a big eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um and because how my sister and I experienced that when we I was eight, she was ten, we've instilled that on our children. Yeah. Like we've just come back from a two month stint as you know in Grenada. Her kids, as I've just said, went to school out there last summer for two months. And it makes a big difference. Mm. Now, where they live in south of France is even more secluded than London. Like, London is multicultural. Mm. Where they're living in the south of some little village on the, you know, south coast of Toulouse is, um... They are very much Mm -hmm. a minority. Yeah. Very much so. Um, And it's brilliant for them. Um, And I, I, I think people really... Like, how many people do you know have come from the West Indies and never been back home? Never brought their children back home? Back home, home yeah. They've never mm. been back home. And they, they you become lost. Mm. Because one thing you need to know, like, don't try and fool yourself that you're British, because you're not. No, you... 
And British people don't accept you. you as British. Yeah, you might have true. a British passport, mm-hmm. but as far as they're concerned, you're not three generations English. So you know you're, you've immigrated here, but you're not accepted as truly British just because you have a British passport. No. You need to know where you come from, and that doesn't just apply to black people. That applies to everybody. Yeah. To have any sense of identity, to mm-hmm. to truly be true to yourself and know yourself. You need to know where you come from. Absolutely. You need to know where you come from. Not just reading about mm. it, but go and see it. Take a plane in this day and age. You know, we have to go by boat everywhere. Yeah. Take mm. a plane out there and go and see where you come from and spend some time there because that's you. That's you. Don't deny it. And don't try and be something else. Be you. Yeah. That's where you come from. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. 100%. It makes a huge difference. It does. It does. It absolutely does. Mm. I mean, Sana's been back. I mean, she's not been to she's not been to Ghana yet. That's yeah. where her father's from. Yeah. Where, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been to she's been to Jamaica twice. Yeah. And she's still and she's still only two. So you can only imagine how much time she will spend well, out yeah, there. Exactly, it will make a big difference, and it's important for her to go to Ghana mm. as well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and that's another thing, you know that. Um, as black people we are associated very much with Africa and the countries in Africa and um, by our own association and by association by others <clears throat> and um, how much do we know about Africa what we are shown about Africa on TV what you might read and stuff is very negative you know mm-hmm. and when I say negative I mean talking about the poor things and what yeah. have you when you go there, it's a different it's a completely kettle different. of fish. It's completely different. I was gobsmacked. I went to Kenya, South Africa, granted. I've not been to West um, or East, <clears throat> but I went to South Africa and Kenya. And I was amazed, mm-hmm. Dion. Yeah. Amazed. It's nothing like what I what thought. What you said, yeah. You're thinking mm-hmm. mud huts. Huts, thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even going to school, when I was going to school, high school, so this is 90s, yeah? 90s to 95. It was like people sort of dissed African people a little bit. A lot, yeah. Like the a, a lot. Were, you yeah. know, sort of like, oh, you, 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 you're mm. an AF and all this stuff. Really rude. And I've never mm. been into any of that kind no. of thing. I don't diss any race. Mm. I don't think race is something for me that you don't. Why are you just Yeah, and even, and even, like, I even, like, you know, on that, even on that point, I remember, yeah. like, back in the day, Indian people used to get a lot. Yes. And I always felt very <laughs> yes. uncomfortable. For yeah. me, it was just innately within me. I just I couldn't partake in any type of prejudice or racial abuse. Yeah, I don't. Full me stop. I, I just couldn't do, do it. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. See, that's why we get on because we're very similar. I just wouldn't do it because why? I don't get it, and mm. hence the reason we're even having this discussion today. Um, I forgot my train of thought. What were we talking about? I was talking about going home. I was talking about the African people. When yes, we okay, so you're saying that you went to South um, South Africa, you went to Kenya, yeah, and you got smacked at how... How beautiful it was, mm. and, and things like this embarrassed me, because I consider myself to be quite open-minded. I don't read a lot, but I'm, I was what you call TV educated, I listen a lot, I speak a lot, I have to read a lot for my line of work, but I don't consciously go and research a lot, you know, Google is my best friend, yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um and I was quite embarrassed at how taken back I was with South Africa. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely yeah. stunning. I've not stunning. Been, I've not been there myself, stunning. but I know. But I've seen pictures. I mean, I've been to in terms of Africa. 
I've been to, you know, I've been to like Tunisia. I've been to, to Ghana. To, yeah. So I've been to Ghana. How, what do you think of Ghana? For me, Ghana was exactly like Jamaica. Mm. It looked the the people looked the same. Mm. Exactly. The markets look the same. The houses yeah. look the same. All it is, if I was deaf, yeah. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where I was. Exactly. Literally, I wouldn't know where I was. And for me, but I was. This is not filtered through. It's not. Is it? It's not. But the thing is, who is going to filter it through? Who who's going to filter it through? Do you know what I found amazing about being in Ghana? Um, my husband's uncles. Um. <laughs> I remember we spent the afternoon or a couple of days with them and they were like, oh, um, do you know, so they're telling about all these like proper old school Jamaican artists, you, Roy, and all these yeah, people. Yeah, they know them. And I was gobsmacked because they half the tunes they were talking about, I didn't even know them no, kind know. of thing. Mm. And it just, it just goes to show about how, even though there's that massive distance, mm. how connected we still are. Absolutely. You know, even in terms of like, um, you know the carnival mass and all that kind of stuff that you know the um oh, what are they called <sighs> is it in saint vincent or is it in grenada where they cover themselves in the black oh jab 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 we were just there that's grenada right that's grenada. okay totally. so jab 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 yeah so black oil yeah, yeah the black oil so that originates from cameroon okay. there's a tribe in cameroon yeah. that do exactly this the right, same dance okay. the same black oil the yeah. same horns yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So again, I think it just demonstrates that if we just took really actually as a people took the time yeah. just to look back over the water. Absolutely, but we don't. But we don't. We don't take the time. It was quite astonishing to me when I was in um, Grenada over the last over the summer. Nobody Googles. <laughs> Oh, really? No, it's like, um, I mean, they, when I say nobody Googles, I'm exaggerating it. People do, but not as much as, I mean, Google's my best friend. Yeah, I Google everything. Since I've been doing my law degree as well, it's been even more so. Mm. Like, anything I hear, anything I say, anything people say to me, I'm Googling, Googling. I made a conscious effort not to bring my phone in here today, <laughs> but I've left it. Because, no, I'm Googling, Googling, but no, not enough. Not enough. Mm. And, I, and I think because as well, it's a smaller island, they don't have the necessary, the same need as we do to, like, we can Google anything. Like, we're going to the cinema, Google the cinema times, we're going, you know, they don't always have that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I find it a bit, they don't, they're not, they're a little bit removed. Mm. Slightly. Slightly. Mm. Of course they have, you know, different levels, but in general, I'm yeah. talking, in general. They'll get, I think, I think they'll, I think they'll get there eventually. Yeah. I yeah, mean, what, behind, what yeah. I find, what I find with Jamaicans mm. is that they are more Afrocentric than the Jamaican diaspora that is over here. They are more welcoming yes. and are more prepared to call themselves. And when I, when I say this to, you know, particularly people of African descent, they can't believe it because, because of the attitudes of, I guess of Caribbean descended people over here, they can't even fathom that actually in the Caribbean, especially in Jamaica, how Afrocentric people are. I think people are definitely more Afrocentric than here, but it's it's always touched with still that bit of colorism or racism, racism or however you want to put it. 
but definitely they are much more in love with blackness yes than um as you said afrocentric is that what you mean by afrocentric yeah when you mm-hmm. say that um than black people here yeah definitely definitely because mm. you would be it's automatic because of what you're surrounded yeah. by your upbringing your schooling um black men don't have the opportunity to covet white women they might have the odd white is a minority there yeah that's true yeah mm. whereas black is the majority over here it's totally different um it's it's, it's 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 totally different because of your surroundings what 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 you are exposed to and what is the the norm the status quo do you feel like i don't know if this is slightly going off topic but do you feel like when you go back home mm. do you feel a bit more appreciated in terms of like your beauty definitely Definitely. Isn't it lovely? It's so nice. Right, Dion, it's it's definitely, and not only that, this is going to sound so shallow, but even here, like going from my work environment to being a student, I feel so much more liberated. Mm. I don't don't know what terms I can throw out there, but I'm going to just talk... The business world is a white man's world. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. And yeah. I can't put it any way. I've spent 20 years of yeah. my life in that world. And the last 16 of it particularly focused in a particular company. And the business world, hands down. And England is a business man's world. Yeah. It's run mm-hmm. by capitalism, the banking, the finance mm-hmm. industry run it. It's not even manufacturing. It's banking. This is a business man's world. And you have to to move forward in that world as a black woman. You have to fit the mould. Oh, my God. Okay, you know this is like a completely whole topic, <laughs> different topic you now. You have to fit the mould. Yeah. And I would never, for my whole... 16 years at my company, I was an administrator, consultant, senior consultant, manager, director, right? Never went natural with my hair. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. But I went from a short haircut to... Never used to weave my hair. And my friend was like, weave it, weave it. And the day that I got my my long weave, so I got my bob first, but my long weave, made a massive difference. I'm t- oh. Okay, look. Okay, right. So, do you know what's going to happen? I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to come back and we're going to have to talk about being a black woman in a business, in a business world. world. Oh, that's, I, I'm qualified. Okay, that. we're going to do that because... Oh, no, you know, I've been waiting to find someone that's Deal. actually... Wow. My hair is natural now. Listen, I told everybody, I feel so liberated. I chopped it off. I'm going to put some plaits in it, but only because I'm getting a bit tired. <laughs> I thought I was going to put some plaits in it a little bit to... You know, just have a break. Just have a break to yeah. change it up. A it's little just protective styling. It's fine. But what it is, but but I am not afraid of my own hair. Mm. I was afraid of it. Yeah, me too. Straight. I would never. I, I swear to God, I would never have done this if I had not. If I had still been in my work environment. Yeah. And I don't know how it would have been taken. I don't know how it would have been accepted. Even being a woman, let alone a black woman, like my name's Alex, and I think that has got me certain places where I wouldn't have got if I wasn't called Alex because I, people, I usually send an email, people don't know I'm a woman. So when I walk into Mm. the meeting, I get shocked. And I don't know if it's shocked because I'm a woman or if I'm black. Black. I don't know which one it is. Or it's both. It's a double whammy. And I think it is probably. 
probably both because because mm. even when I speak to people, they know I'm a woman, but they don't you know, it's necessarily funny, know that I'm black. Yeah, because I've actually got your full name saved in my phone, which I is very rare. Yeah, because I, I just that. yeah yeah. Um, but your it's name does look quite masculine. Fairly. And I get it all the time to the point where my email signature, I have to sign off at work, miss. Because otherwise, every time, mister, 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 every time. And once people speak to me, and they get quite shocked that I'm a woman. And But when they, even, even when they've spoken to me and I meet them, there's another level of shock. Shock. Mm. And you see it. Um, but I definitely know that I wouldn't have progressed as far as I did. I can't know it a hundred percent. Let's be honest. No, but, but I mean, yeah, a, you kind of know, mm. right? You get the feeling. I saw the difference in the way I was treated when I put in a long weave in my hair, and I—that's when I got my directorship. Oh my god! Okay, this is a new right. We're gonna get a date in. Okay, let's. Um... <laughs> that's, I'm just being honest. I'm not saying it was because of that. But I think it had a lot to do with it. Do it. It's a man's world, Dion. Mm. It's a man's world. Mm. Okay, so let's let's summarise on this colourism topic. But it is then. moving, though, from a man's world. Yeah. It is definitely moving. No, it is moving. It is moving. Slowly. Slowly, shall But they still run things. They are in all the board meetings. They own and are at the top of everything and we need to push our way in there mm. and even if it means we have to infiltrate by weaves wigs Whatever we got. yeah and then once we've got <laughs> and then there bust it off once <laughs> exactly snatch it off exactly because they can't <laughs> sack us for that right? yeah exactly they can just be disappointed that we don't look the way that they wanted us to look but um infiltrate how we need to and then do what we need to do when we're there mm. that's what i say Okay, so we're going to um, wrap up this conversation. It's been a very interesting very. discussion. Very. Um, yeah, I think um, to the listeners, if you do have children, I mean, you know, whether your children are black, whether they are Asian, whether they are Chinese, um you know, even if you have mixed race children, I feel like we all need to collectively make an effort to make our children feel confident, um, to, you know, instill that level of self-esteem. Um, because, you know, we, 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 we do live in a Western society, you know, and that's just facts. Um, any closing thoughts, Alex? I know I agree with you. I think it's 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 an almost that even if we are feeling insecure um, about ourselves, and as I've given examples I have throughout my pregnancy in my workplace, if even if we are feeling insecure about ourselves, it has to be a priority not to project that onto our children and make them, as you said, feel as com- confident as possible about their culture. And where they're coming from. That has to be a priority, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, well, Alex, thank you so much for a um, really, really insightful and interesting conversation. Um, without even realizing it, we have spawned off into a whole other topic yes. that I have to have because I've got so much 
to say on that topic um you know especially being a woman of color Mm -hmm. in you know working in Mm -hmm. particularly my industry your industry it yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this so um usually at the end i would say if you feel affected by anything we've said there are some support services i don't really i i I will research and find if there's anything directly related to colorism um not sure if there is but what i will do is i might actually um put some instagram links so if you are struggling with your children's hair or something like that there are loads of instagram pages where um you can kind of get a bit of assistance and pinterest too lots of good things on pinterest okay fantastic so yeah we'll add the links onto there um as usual you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and that is at Lovely Bear. Please leave your comments on under the blog post. Um, and the website is www.lovelybear.com. I really want to hear what you guys think about our discussion today. Um, please click like and subscribe. So have a fantastic week. And I will, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you again next week soon. Anyway, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Did I say thank you to you? Thank you.